one correction. Uh, Annette Benning's character, I called her Wanda. Her actual character's name was Wendy Lawson. She was AKA Marvel, AKA uh, Supreme Intelligence. So that's a person who I forgot to mention, or I, I wanted to correct. Welcome to the Pantheon. I am Ray. I'm Heavy. So, Heavy, what is today's review about? It is about Captain Marvel. Mm hmm. It's directed and written by Anne uh, Bowden and Ryan Fleck, uh, and of course, it's probably one of the last cameos, living like last legitimate cameos from Stan Lee. Yeah. So, stick for those who've seen Endgame, which I'm pretty sure it's pretty much half the planet. Uh, her characters, there's no introduction. She, her, her characters has gone right into the movie right away, and this kind of allows you to understand that like, why, how she's there, why she's there. Mm -hmm. and so, scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes, noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you with no memory. We made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. It's an origin story, but it's not told in a traditional way of telling an origin story. Like it's how it's in the middle, and then it kind of goes forward but yet it's sort of jumbled up you know yeah because they could use i guess the the, the the mcguffin or if you want is this thing called a mind fracking machine where they kind of um track her mind kind of yeah. thing and then yeah. that's how it kind of leads into it uh overall like how do you like that part of it like, um no i like us for me mm -hmm. story that starts to a point mm -hmm. and then um ends not going oh back and forth back and forth yeah, because it's a little jarring. Uh, in the end, it does come together, but yeah, it's a little... Uh, it's interesting because there's a twist, like who you think is good and who you think is evil. Yeah. Because uh, it goes against type. It subverts your expectations based on comic book lore. It it's changes true. that. There's a gender swap. It does. It, it changes the villains who you think is going on. So in that sense, I thought it did an amazing job of subverting my expectations into the film yeah. and then still telling a good story of this character. What, what did you think of the soundtrack in this one? I like the soundtrack. It was pretty mm -hmm. good. Well, you know, it, it stayed faithful to the whole time. For sure. Uh, the only thing which a lot of people have given uh, fault to is "I'm just a girl." The no doubt thing at the end, the, oh. end, the final, because it's too much on the nose. I didn't mind it, but I, I did. I do understand why people were like, "Okay, this is maybe a touch uh, overkill. Like it's mm -hmm. it's way too much." But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I love Samuel L. Jackson. This film, I thought yeah, he's so too. charismatic. Yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> and uh, what do you think of his makeup? This the, the de aging process on this thing. Very good, impressive. I didn't expect that. So. Yeah, you know, and considering he's seventy years old, he looked really good. Oh, definitely. The only time I would say that you could tell that it didn't really work is when he, when he was running. You could tell that he's running yeah. like a seventy-year-old man. But this, but the makeup was great. And yeah, for sure. like, this is a Nick Fury before he became hardened. So, yeah, exactly. Um, what did you think about the reveal about the eye? Because I think every so often he got he got hurt. They go, how's your ears? How's your head? How's your eye? Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, you find out what happens to you. Exactly. We're not going to give it away, but no, yeah, but it's like, interesting. Did though. you, did, were you like disappointed? Was that a letdown or was it okay with you? Were you using it? And then when you see the actual result, yeah. were you satisfied with the, the reveal of how it was? 
And and the reason I say, say this is because there's a some people, fans, hardcore fans will say there's a scene in Winter Soldier when he talks to um, Robert Redford's character mm-hmm. about something like the last person I trusted, and I got this right, or or I cared about. <laughs> So that, and then so when you realize in the context of what that was about, yeah. and you see how this kind of like relates to that, it, I I understand how people were kind of were upset about the 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 link between the two. Yeah, I thought it was. I think they would. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, well, I know, I know. But, uh, but the, I will say the one thing I do appreciate was the ending of the first Iron Man when he says, "Do you think the world's a much bigger place than when you thought?" And this kind of gives the uh, 2008 Iron Man a lot more backstory and a lot That's more um, uh, significance to what he's saying, That's true. Uh, where it's coming from, because it doesn't. It wasn't that part wasn't landing on a lot of people, like you yeah. know, like well, how much does he know? And of course, the other complaint that you might have heard already is like. Okay, so he knew Captain Marvel, so how come he didn't use the pager during the invasion of New York City? Yeah, you're right. You know, that was the only, uh, you know, if you were looking too heavy at this, like, what would be the argument, like, why he didn't use the pager then? Yeah, you know, you're right. Huh. So, uh, you know, those those are those are the only critiques for those who haven't picked, even picked up on those little things. Those were the things that a lot of critics were saying, and hardcore fans were like really nitpicking on. Sure. Uh, but of course, he had the Avengers Initiative, so. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about Project Pegasus. Uh, that was a, the Lightspeed program the, 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 using the Tesseract. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those who've seen Captain America, the Tesseract or the Cosmic Cube fell out and Howard Stark left found in the ocean yeah. while looking for um, uh, Steve Rogers. And from the 40s till about the eight, 1980s, Stark had it, allegedly. You know, and mm-hmm. then after, after he, and he gave up to... Um, to end up Bendix's character. They, they use the Tesseract to use the energy from that to create a light speed uh, uh, aircraft. And that's what that's what, that's what uh, uh, Project Pegasus was. It, it, was in that, it was the security of S.H.I.E.L.D., the technology of NASA and the Air Force to combine to create this new technology. And that's what Pegasus was. Yeah. And uh, we see it again in the Avengers movie yeah. when um, with, with Svelik, they didn't tap into the full potential of it, which was uh, the cube was used to open gates to or transport you to from one end of the, the cosmos to the other right, right yeah. so what's it the space gem is what it was called yes yeah, it was a space yeah. gem right yeah this thing it, it's one of those few uh pieces of the puzzle that was you know sprinkled out sprinkled throughout the t- entire mcu uh mm-hmm. you know, story it's, yeah. it's part of the tapestry and it was never just on one film yeah, uh, in terms of the end game backstories uh, how do you think it how do you think it was delivered or given were you happy with that you know um overall overall yeah yeah i think it was okay i would have i would have liked to i would have liked it to have a bit more of like a role mm-hmm. um you know yeah the um tesseract things with the thanos glove mm-hmm. or whatever kind of and i just thought it should have given a bit more screen time but that's just me that's cool i do one thing i, I do have to ask you though like korat uh, uh dijon hamsu and uh ronan the accuser who we see in gardens of the galaxy okay. so you know there's going to be uh, uh some more backstory because they okay. just announced uh, well they didn't they didn't just announce but like in it was mentioned comic-con that in 2022 i think it's going to be they're mm-hmm. going to have a uh, captain marvel 3 oh wow Oh, sorry, Captain Marvel 2. two? And uh, that's going to go... Uh, they didn't say wh- where it's going to uh, blend into, but I'm going to assume that you're going to see more of Korra and Ronan the Accuser like between oh, the awesome. two. 
uh, or or more about the scroll scroll war or the okay. scrolls and in, uh, invasions in theater. Did that even click uh, click to you? Like, oh, I know who that I know where that's from. Sometimes no. sometimes people can actually like oh okay. see it as you're watching, right. like, see how the the tapestry is actually unfolding. Right. No, no, I, you didn't catch on that. No, I didn't catch on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's it's okay because sometimes you just you know because like sometimes someone tells you about it or something you're like, well, I've seen this guy before, you know. And I'll give you an example of that. And someone told me like, you're right. We we just watched uh, Captain America: First Adventure and the the, the Howling Commandos. If you see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, the principal, his name is Principal Morita. He's the grandson of uh, Jim Morita, who's one of the commandos in Captain America's uh, First Avenger, and the same it's the same actor playing the character. Wow! So you'll see a photo in the principal's office of the commandos, okay, and the same actor, but he's playing, but he's but he's playing the grandson in the Homecoming oh, wow. version. So there's little Easter eggs if you watch the movie, and, but there's some characters that that they actually deliberately put in that requires some serious deep thinking, like or or. or you know, observation to, to pick up on certain details. Okay. But then there's some that are like really, really obvious characters. But like, okay. uh, like Ronan the Accuser, it, it, it's not that hard to figure out who this right. guy is. Right. Yeah, yeah. But and then there, there are some actors who come in who have little, you know, who are kind of cross pollinate with the with the MCU. Okay. Besides Iron Man and uh, Jarvis or whoever else you are. Oh, see wow, cool. No, I didn't. So okay, here's the thing I do want to mention. Talk to you about the comedy. Did you think her comedy was forced? Because sometimes I see in terms of. All the MCU movies, the comedy, yeah. the tone switches back and forth. But I love all of it. I love how they just, even in the most darkest scenes, there's a great deal of brevity to it in yeah. comedy. And yeah. they, the way they do it is brilliant. Mm. I, just, For me, I thought with her character, it seems sort of forced. Like she's not, uh, it was just different for her. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe her kind of being, maybe a... I don't want to say gender, but mm-hmm. maybe, or just maybe because she's a she's playing it like a Cree, a Cree warrior and she's yeah. trying to like a fish out of yeah exactly water. yeah that, that's the only explanation I could I would give like just you know it, she's not human kind of she's not or known to be human at right. at, at this point um, uh, and also I think in this version I I'd say Cat Samuel Jackson really did a lot of the, like, yeah he did a lot of load. With the cat, yeah, the cat. Sure. Yeah. Oh, the cat, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. I think it props to him because uh, yeah. he's always known to play a villain. And again, they subvert expectations on this one. Mm-hmm. He plays um, such a suave character. He's actually Australian. I had no idea. Really, I didn't know that either. No, and what you're hearing is his actual Australian accent as okay. Talos, the uh, leader of the of the of the uh, scrolls. Okay, so that's him actually him talking in uh, hmm. his own dialect or accent. Awesome. And, and then when he, when he was playing the human version, that's him doing the American accent. Oh, awesome. Um, overall, how would you rank this uh, in terms of like A, B, C? Um, um, it's for me, C. Yeah, I would give this a C plus. I don't know if you read the comic book at all, but like, so uh, how much of the character were you familiar with or aware of? None. Nothing. I didn't so you went completely anything. cold, like no Pretty idea. Much. You didn't know what her power power set was no. or how she got her powers or her origin, nothing like that. Nope, didn't know that. Really? Every so, um, only thing I know is that Nick Fury phoned her at the yeah. end of the, yeah you know and eat her the, the pager right that's it yeah that's it i know that's all i knew 
Uh, but you've heard of the character, yes, right? definitely. Now you knew of the character's look before. Like she wasn't like in that kind of captain suit. She had like a bathing suit kind of outfit yeah. at one point. So, yeah. so you had a visual idea who the character was beforehand, right? right. That was That's it. it. All right. No, I, I followed the character for for a number of years since the I had her, I kept, I collected the series from way back when. We're gonna play a little game. Look at my watch out. I'm gonna give you a little test. Okay. I want you to name uh, as many Samuel L. Jackson movies you can, as you can in sixty seconds. Okay. Ready? Starting now. Um, wow. Okay. Um, it's okay. okay. You got 55 seconds. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know when you kind of know something, but... It's the tip of your tongue? Tip of your tongue. Nick Fury in like four of the Avengers movies. Um, mm -hmm. um, what other ones? Um um, He's done over a hundred movies, so you have a lot to go with. Okay. Um, one about um, he's something on a plane. Mm -hmm. um, Thirty and seconds. There's also Pam Greer one. I forget. Um, snake. Snakes on a plane. That's it. Yep. And the one is Snake Moan or something. Oh, Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, Basic. Um, yep. oh, Time. Okay. okay. That, okay I'll, I'll give you the four films that it was Nick Fury as a bonus. Okay. As, as a gimme. Okay. That was pretty good. I mean, so you've got like, I think, I think it's like maybe one maybe 25th of the, of the films he's did. That's, That's pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. So now we get into what I like to refer to as the double feature, where we pair a film that we think best complements the movie or the uh, or the show that we reviewed this week. So, for the double shot or double double feature, what movie think would would you recommend uh, the audience to see that would best would accompany uh, Captain Marvel? I would say um, Alicia Silverstone. Mm -hmm. um, in the Batman movie, the third one. I oh, think. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Mm -hmm. Because, um, because, um, well, uh, Captain Marvel, she was strong, you mm -hmm. know. And and it's too bad she was always um, uh, behind the scenes, or I thought it looked like she was behind the scenes. Oh, Captain Marvel? Or, Captain. Or, Cap or Batgirl? Um, both of them. Okay. You know, because you know um, she's strong in everything, mm -hmm. or they both are strong. Right. But they. I don't think they were given like their due in their character. You okay. know, there was. You know, there was so much more. They should have been like, like more um, responsibility because these women are tough, right? They should have been more in the forefront. I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, so I could I can see that with. Uh, the Silverstone's character. I mean, I mean Schumacher's that version uh, wasn't she wasn't fleshed out as much. Maybe that right. Was it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I I can see if they uh, if they could have done more with the character for sure. For sure. I think so. Okay. Well, my feet. Uh, my one. My double feature uh, one would be uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. It's uh, Samuel Jackson's second favorite film he's appeared in. Oh. It is stars Gina Davis as a, a assassin uh, who's now but. Who uh, wakes up kind of like starts off as a uh, housewife, a teacher, a kindergarten teacher, and a mother, and and develops a uh, overcomes or breaks through her amnesia, and she finds out that she's uh, Charlie, a, a an assassin, 
uh, and a very gritty, hardcore version of that. Yeah. Um, and it's directed, it was directed by her uh, husband at the time. And it's a brilliant action film. I, it's one of my favorite films. I could watch that movie more than like three, four times in the same week. It's, uh, it was that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's re- it's kind of those movies that you don't. Ca- it didn't really catch fire in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But the Long Kiss Goodnight. An amazing action film, uh, and it's it, again like Captain Marvel. I would say the reason why I pick it is because you have a woman who who has amnesia, who doesn't know who she is, mm-hmm. and in the process, it uh, becomes even stronger and, and independent in thinking, and is a, a motivated and a self-motivated individual. And, right. and uh, it's there are a lot of parallels with the character, yeah. uh, you know, and it ends up being a good person. She. Uh, Amalgamates who she was and who she is now into into a positive thing. Cool. So I'm Ray. I'm Abby. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.